same China, different stories. We are the ones that found our way in a new life. Adopted babies, adopted babies from China. Today we are speaking with Angela, who is busy working on an internship and a part-time job right now during this lovely time. Angela actually reached out via Reddit and now lives in Wisconsin. How are the businesses in Wisconsin? Is everything pretty much back to being open, or yeah, pretty much? Uh, like at the, I work at a little cafe restaurant, and we're open for dine-in. Which not all restaurants are, but a couple of them, especially in my neighborhood, are open. The malls are also open, and the movie theaters. There's really? like, yeah, not a not a lot of people like wear masks, but some of them. It's like it's really different from restaurant to restaurant or like store to store. What's required and like how many people are allowed in a store and masks. Well, I'm guessing where you might be probably isn't as congested too, and. Hopefully the cases by the point that this episode releases haven't gone up substantially. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't. <laughs> I kind of stopped keeping track of the numbers because they just kind of like made me sad to look at. But yeah, I don't know. It honestly kind of just feels like everybody in my state just sort of decided that it wasn't a big deal anymore and then just opened things up. That feels like that's the same case here in New York. In my well, it'll be three weeks by the time this comes out. In my yeah. time living here, there's definitely a fair number of people who don't wear masks mm-hmm. and there's a lot who do it's I guess it depends where you are I haven't been in Manhattan yet so I can't mm-hmm. really speak to that please share more about your story and your adoption I was adopted from Jingxi province I'm not sure what city it, I'm from but I was adopted my gotcha day is like late February of 2002 I have five older siblings. They're all my parents' biological children, uh, so I'm the youngest. Yeah, I'm 19 right now. I go to school at UW-Madison. Don't know what I'm studying at the moment, but we're going to figure it out. <laughs> you said you're 19, mm-hmm. and when we had spoke originally, I know you mentioned that it's sort of new, all this learning about adoption and, I guess, getting more in touch with Chinese culture. Do you want to speak more about that? I know yeah. it's kind of cool to talk with somebody where this is kind of new to them, where some people I've spoken with, they've come to terms a lot or mm-hmm. still, I guess, have a better understanding per se. <laughs> yeah. Growing up, I wasn't really ever interested in like learning more about like China or like my culture, my ethnicity, anything like that. Um, it was really like going to college and seeing like more people who looked like me or like seeing that just more people out there, especially because I grew up in a very white middle-class, like kind of Mm -hmm. cookie cutter suburb city neighborhood situation. It was just really interesting to sort of see that there's like a lot more out there and also kind of see that I'm also kind of a part of that. So yeah, I actually started to learn Chinese and trying to teach myself a little bit over the summer um, I'm taking like a real class when I go back to school. Uh, I think I want to minor in it. And I think it'd be really cool to just become fluent and then just sort of, oh, yeah. yeah, just sort of learn more about China and just like understand where I'm from a little bit better. 
Mm-hmm. You're going to be going into your second year. Is mm-hmm. that what it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, you, you're definitely in that period where I think you can do a lot of discovery of what you want to study. And if you choose yeah. to change or <laughs> yeah, shift your studies, just, it's all good. Yeah, this morning I just got off the phone with my academic advisor because I had to tell her I changed my mind on my major for the third time. But she she's pretty cool with it. So we're working on oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's understandable. Yeah, that is exciting. It's so exciting to talk with somebody who's going through that now. I think a lot of us we do go through that feeling of, what do I want to study? Should I stick with this major? Should I change it? What do I want to do after I graduate? And it, it's overwhelming. And I'm mm-hmm. sure this time period of the past four and a half months or so has not really helped either. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're in that discovery, which is pretty cool. And then learning more about your adoption. I think that's wonderful. I guess you utilize Reddit. And then are you part of any of those groups that are on Facebook too for all these Chinese yeah. adoptee. There's a group CCI. Is it Chinese Children International? Oh, yes. Yep. That's a big one. Yeah, that's really the only one I'm a part of right now. And I don't post anything because I don't really know what to say. But it's sort <laughs> of just interesting. Like, I just feel like I'm still in the beginning stages of just like taking steps and like trying to put myself a little more out there and just seeing like what's all there. Okay. And that's sort of like where I am right now. Yes, CCI, I think, is probably the most well-known for Chinese adoptees. You mentioned you're the youngest of six, Mm -hmm. and your five older siblings are all biological children. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure you get to ask this a lot, but I'm kind of curious. How come your parents decided to adopt? Do you know? Um, Yeah, it was really my dad was sort of the one that was like, he read a book. It was like when the one child policy was a thing and he read a book about one child policy and just how like Chinese girls were not exactly desirable. And I guess he saw some pretty like horrific, awful stories about what happened to those some girls. So he wanted to adopt and he he wanted to adopt when there was only four kids at the time and then my mom was like "Mm, no and then they had my brother Joey and then they kind of like put a pause on the adoption thing and then uh, a couple years later they started to go through the process of adopting again oh yes was it right after 9-11 in 2001 yeah Yeah, it was like February 2002 yeah so my parents like they started the adoption process two years before 9-11 happened and then it happened and it yeah so it kind of what the policy was for parents who were adopting babies from China was that they wanted both parents to go over to China to pick up the baby but this was still like real fresh after 9-11 and nobody really knew what was going on so my parents didn't really want both of them to go over there just in case like something were to happen there's still five kids at home so that was sort of like a thing they had to talk to talk about with and figure out. But in the end, mm. obviously, my dad was allowed to go <laughs> and my mom was allowed to stay back. Yeah. Oh, wow. So is it like 19 to 30? I imagine the oldest sibling must be in their 30s by now. Yeah, my oldest sibling is 20 years older than me. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, that is, a, <laughs> that is like a huge... Actually. Oh, yeah, he turned 40 today. <laughs> so, whoa. <Yeah. laughs> and I thought it was overwhelming to have 
two older brothers with like four years in between each of us it's like having more parents (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say like growing up were you taken care of or watched by probably your older siblings if your parents were like I gotta go do this Um, watch your sister well uh my older oldest three siblings by the time I was adopted they were already out of the house I think I don't really remember they weren't around growing up. I remember, like, they would come home for mm. Christmas, sometimes in the summer, and it would always be this, like, big thing, because you didn't get to see them that much, so it was always, like, a big thing, and then Sarah is the youngest oldest sister, mm-hmm. and then Joey, who I mentioned before. I probably grew up with them the most, um, mm-hmm. but then Sarah went off to college, and then it was, then Joey went off to college, and then now, and then I was just, like, alone for, like, five years, so uh. it was cool. It was, like, an like you're an only child except around right. the holidays. <laughs> except around the holidays when everybody must come yes. back and where do they all live? <laughs> yeah. So the oldest Dave, he lives in uh, England. Ah. Um, yeah. He's been living out there for a long time. Um, he's got a wife and stuff who like is from England. And then uh, my oldest sister, Rebecca, she is living here right now. She used to like live like in Hawaii and some other places. Whoa. Yeah, they're all my, all my siblings have kind of been all over. John, he just recently moved from Portland to New Mexico. Ah. So, yeah, and then Sarah lives um, like 30 minutes away. And then Joey, he moved to New York. He lives in um, Harlem. Yeah, I went to visit him like right as people were starting to get worried about like coronavirus and oh. it was an experience. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a break. I've heard that dynamic before with siblings, with multiple siblings, especially mm-hmm. uh, like the older ones may like grew up more together and then like the younger ones kind of grew up more together too so it's like three and three I guess it's like I don't really have any memories growing up with like all of them but I do Mm -hmm. have like memories like of like moments I've had with them individually and like those are cool it's all good (laughs) oh that's good I feel like that's unique too I don't hear of a lot of adoption stories where it's like yeah my parents had five children and they decided (laughs) yeah but it's definitely as a result of the one child policy and everything that that's really sweet that your dad was like Let's yeah go adopt a baby girl and yeah <laughs> uh, so that's really sweet yeah pops to your pops to your dad and mom mm-hmm. yeah um, I used to joke with my mom that like I was like playfully obviously because like we're cool but I was like oh you didn't even like want a baby from China and then she like shoots back like oh if I had done it five years ago then we wouldn't have gotten you and stuff like that so <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> It sounds like at that time it was like, all right. Well, it's almost because because of nine eleven. Like you had, they had already been working on the process, and then Mm -hmm. it's you go through that whole process, and then we gotta follow through because we've worked on this process for so long. And then yeah, when my dad went to China to adopt me, they didn't tell him that I had. I think I had two hernias in like my stomach area, and they didn't. They were like, he found out, and he was like, this is weird, and then. They almost didn't let him take me because I had the hernias, but I guess he convinced them to let him take me. So there was like, it was interesting to hear that there was like a lot of things that like 
could have went wrong that I wouldn't have been here. So I'm lucky for that. It always seems with adoption stories, there's definitely more than what meets the eye, of course, with Mm -hmm. that too. Yeah. I know you mentioned earlier that you are interested, well, you're learning Mandarin, you're sort of like self-teaching, you're self-taught. Yeah. Have you had an opportunity to go back to China? Do you want to go back? Yeah, I haven't had an opportunity to go back. I do want to. I think if I end up uh, minoring in Chinese, I will have the opportunity to study abroad. Um, mm. I that is, you know, when the world maybe goes back to something resembling normal and that can actually happen, <laughs> that would be cool. I, yeah, I want to go back. I want to spend, like, a long time there because, like, I want to go back and I don't want to be, like, just a tourist, you know? I still want to, like, get, like, right. cultural experience um, and just sort of see everything from, like, not a tourist or an outsider. Um, right. But yeah, that's like things in the future that I'm working towards now. I see. I guess I could have rephrased that as, do you want to go back to where, like, I guess your province possibly? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I do. It's funny because, so I recently got this app that's it's called Hello Talk, And you get to like talk with people all over, all over the world. And it's like a language learning app. I've long since stopped using it to learn languages because I just like talking with people now on it. But it's interesting because it's like you talk with someone from China and then you say, oh, I'm from like this part. And then they can tell you all about it. And it's really cool. So mm. I've sort of been like, I, at least I can have like some things I can think about when I think of like where I'm from. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I want to go back and just sort of see what it's like there and just things like that. Since you're sort of new to discovering too, I guess in time, you'll be able to learn more about adoption or about the culture and then decide if you wanted to look more into I guess where exactly you were born but yeah I don't feel pressure to do that either oh yeah no I was like I was looking through all my parents kept all of like the adoption papers and I think the city I'm born in is on there I just I don't know how to pronounce it to be honest oh, okay so, like <laughs> put some effort into like actually figuring that part out but yeah <laughs> I mean I think when I was 19, I definitely was not that curious at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't look at papers or anything. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm obviously not white. That's the biggest <laughs> yeah. thing. Since you're really new to discovering more about your adoption, is there anything you would want to hear from other adoptees or people where adoption has become a huge part of their life? Um. Yeah. I am really interested to know, like, what made people who are adopted like start to be interested in it because I, I feel like if it's not something personally I didn't really my parents didn't like really raise me to be like like I wasn't really exposed to like Chinese culture or anything like that so I sort of like stumbled upon it by myself people that look like the similar like childhood as me like growing up like that I'm really curious to see like why or like how they started to be interested in it I could definitely tell you my perspective my interest definitely started because similar to what you were saying earlier, seeing more people who are like Asian American or mm-hmm. Chinese really, or finding out that they're Chinese adoptees, there's like a level of connection to have with another Chinese adoptee. Being able to relate with other people who understand what like a really big part of your life, being able to relate with somebody on that level. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of just trying to understand myself through 
my adoption versus trying to understand myself through what everybody else is telling me what I should be doing too. Mm -hmm. So there's like a big difference. That big divide hit really recently. But yeah, it's a, that'd be my personal take. I'm still kind of mind blown that you have like five older siblings. That was like the craziest thing. Like you have five older siblings? Yeah. And then like Christmas comes and they bring like their spouses or girlfriends or whatever. It's a real party. It's a real party. I forgot. Yeah. Did I ask if you're an aunt yet? Are you an aunt yet? No. For some reason, none of my siblings, like, want kids, which is fine. <laughs> I oh. just think it's funny that, like, out of, there's, like, five, and all my cousins who are, like, their age, they all have, like, a million kids, so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm really glad I could find time in your, like, crazy schedule to oh, yeah. talk. Because I know you, you do have a lot going on, which is a good thing too. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. I'm so, I was really hear. surprised that I would be so busy, but I mean, it's cool. <laughs> I think it's not a bad thing. I feel like it's better to be busy than completely sedentary during this time. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, well, now living in New York for sure, I think that I've been on a few runs, but between two miles to like seven miles, you can really cover a lot of the city. Discovering is nice, and that yeah. keeps you busy. Yeah, it must be so exciting to live there. Maybe not so much now, but, like, eventually, maybe it'll get... It definitely yeah. has an appeal. It sure does. It's still pretty exciting. Like, I live in New York now. Yeah. <laughs> Did you want to share any of your social media or ways people could connect with you if you would like? Sure, yeah. I, I guess I have an Instagram. It's just my name, Angela Glowacki. Glow.Angela. Oh, and you read it too. Oh, There's yeah. some Redditors out there. I don't usually check it, but sometimes I do. That was sort of like, it was sort of weird how I found like your post. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that too. I don't know my username though. I don't use That's it. funny. Yeah, I don't, no. I don't really get on Reddit that much either, to be honest. So yeah, it's kind of surprising when it's like, yeah, I saw you from Reddit. I was like, oh, I didn't know that post actually reached anybody. <laughs> but hey. I was like, honestly, like nervous to reach out because I was like, Reddit seems like kind of sketchy. And I was like, gonna maybe, I was like thinking about saying that I met you or like I saw your post from somewhere else. But I was like, but then that's lying. <laughs> so yeah. Well, that, that subreddit for Chinese adoptees is pretty new. Whoever created it, I think there's only a handful of posts already. Yeah, but it's cool. kind of nice. Yeah, someone someone asked me um, for Chinese drama recommendations, and I had never felt so like prepared for anything in my life because during quarantine I've been watching a lot, so I like that. Who knows? Reddit can become a big place for us Chinese adoptees. I mean, surprisingly, Facebook has been one, mm-hmm. and I'm not a big Facebook user either. I yeah. guess between the all the social media, I think Instagram has probably been the biggest for Chinese adoptees and advocating and everything youtube there's quite a few vloggers video vloggers and then facebook too but maybe we can make reddit a huge thing i mean it's an interesting (laughs) resource their joke reddit's joke subreddit is really funny i go on that probably the most okay i'll look that up (laughs) yeah because the there's the there's an adoption subreddit which is massive uh-huh. Uh, but it has a lot of restrictions on stuff you can post. I actually got flagged on there for posting about the podcast. So the Chinese subreddit was great. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. great. <laughs> it's still there. I'm pretty sure it's still there. I haven't really yeah. been on it either. Really? But... I don't think, I think the last one was on it. It was when I sent you that message. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yay. Uh... 
<laughs> it's working. Yeah. We can make it happen. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe someone will find it like five years later and they'll be like, hello, are you still doing this? I know. Well, maybe people will find it through this conversation too. They're like, oh, there's a subreddit for Chinese adoptees. Yeah. Let, me, let me check that out. Because I'm sure there's a lot of Reddit- Redditors. Redditors? I think it's Redditors. Reddit users. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, it was really fun talking with you. Yeah. I always say goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to ABC. We are on major podcast platforms, including Apple and Spotify. Email adoptedbabiesfromchina at gmail.com or direct message adoptedbabiesfromchinapod on Instagram or Facebook if you would like to share your story. Bye.